Come join us now for Until All Have Heard, a podcast from the Far East Broadcasting Company with its president, Ed Cannon. I'm Wayne Shepard with a question for you as we start today, Ed. Have you ever had a fear of public speaking? I can't imagine that's true in your case, but have you ever been fearful? Yeah, not really. I think uh, I wish I would have had more of a fear of public speaking. I was probably an obnoxious young kid that <laughs> was always first to answer no, and I always talking that. too much. And <laughs> I, I have I have felt certain guilt in many times in my life, wishing that I would just keep my mouth shut and not talk so much. <laughs> Well, it's, it's humbled me, Wayne. I, I, you know, I know. I've been on the mic for fifty plus years in radio, but I still get nervous in front of faces, in front of an audience. Mm, so, mm. I'm, I'm not you know, a public speaker. I do know a lot of people who have that fear. My my wife is one. She's, you know, she's a very accomplished uh, physician. Right. Um, she studied Latin when she was in high school, so her vocabulary is. She competes with Merriam-Webster, I think, in <laughs> vocabulary, but she's not a fan of speaking in public. She gets very nervous. I've got another good friend whose father told me that when he was in high school, and if he had to do public speaking in high school, he skipped class. Really? He didn't even show up. So afraid to speak in public, and yet today... He's a very, very gifted pastor and speaking in front of large groups <laughs> How about all that? the time. That's something so, yeah. else. All right. Well, I bring Obviously, that up. Obviously, I think the Lord has gifted him in such a way, right. which is kind of a lead into what we're going to talk about. Yeah. This is the reason we brought this up today, because we've titled this uh, program, What Do We Say? We're talking about speaking up for Jesus. And uh, you and I are just going to have a little conversation about this here today with our uh, our scriptures open in front of us. So are you game okay. for that? Yeah, sure. Let's give it a shot. All right. Where would you like to start? Well, yeah. Why don't you Why don't you turn to Mark thirteen, Wayne, okay. and read the section about how God guides us to speak? I think it starts in verse nine. All right, Mark chapter thirteen, verse nine. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogue. See why I'm afraid of public speaking. Well, obviously, right? <laughs> but it goes on, you will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Now that will give you courage, won't it? It's a great promise, and it gives you great courage. Why do so many of us hesitate then? We're afraid of being in difficult situations. We're afraid of contrarian audiences or speaking to people who might have woefully different opinions than we are. It is human nature, I think, mm-hmm. that that people are afraid of situations like that. Yet God has promised, don't worry. <laughs> as long as you're speaking on my behalf— I will give you the words to speak. We just, you know, I think we just fail to trust him as much as we should. Right. We feel like we have to have all the answers when they come back with a question after we have spoken. And many of us feel inadequate to give that answer. But again, the Holy Spirit will help us. That's right. There's so many examples in God's word about how he has promised this and it takes part in his overall plan when we trust him to say the right things. Let's turn to Acts chapter 1, you know, and uh, it's Jesus is ascending into heaven. It's like the last messages he's giving his apostles before he leaves was promising them the Holy Spirit. 
So when they had come together, they were asking him, Lord, is it at this time that you'll be restoring the kingdom of Israel? Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times which the Father has fixed by his own authority. And as Jesus typically does, he changed the subject completely. (laughs) But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in both Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. There's so much I'd love to say about that because we at FEBC still hold to the remotest parts of the earth. And and we're praying that it's the Holy Spirit that guides our broadcasters as to what to say. God's word through the Holy Spirit in their minds, through the microphone, into the hearts of the people around the world. Hmm. But the reason I turn to that verse, Wayne, is... You're going to be my witnesses, so why should we not trust that if he's saying you'll be my witnesses, he also gives them what to say and the courage to say those right things? Let's fast forward to Acts chapter 7, and Stephen is, is being stoned because of his faith. They hated him because of his message. Even Saul stood with them that day and held the coats of those who were stoning Stephen. And it says in the beginning of chapter 8, and on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Isn't it interesting that what he said in chapter 1 to his apostles are, you will go into these regions Hmm. And, and proclaim the truth. And now they're scattered yeah. out of fear. Here it is, yeah. Uh, trembling. And where did they go? Judea and Samaria, exactly what Jesus said. But the most powerful part of that is, therefore, those who had been scattered went about doing what? Being scared, trembling, <laughs> hiding in no. caves? No. no, no. They went about preaching the word. Which is exactly what God said they would do. Wherever you they will went. be my witnesses. Wherever they went. And they had to be speaking things that God gave them to speak, not what they were speaking on their own. Why? Because they were so scared they were running. They they had no speeches prepared. They didn't spend time uh, studying what to say so that they had good, gifted, uh, elaborate messages to deliver. No. They had to be trusting God to deliver the message that he put in their heart through the Holy Spirit, which is exactly what he has promised he will do, Hmm. not only for them, but for us too. I think we can all take great courage here, can't we? That even though we are hesitant when we do speak up, the Holy Spirit, if we're in tune with him, is going to provide the, the words and the answers that we need at the time we need them. Ed, in the world of the Far East Broadcasting Company, we have many uh, illustrations of this happening, of course, and they're all so encouraging. But can you think of one right now? Yeah, I can think of 20. (laughs) The difficulty is sorting out which one to tell. But I'm going to tell you my favorite all-time FEBC gospel broadcasting story. And it's old. It's a story that goes way back in time. Predates you, huh? Oh, yeah, I think so. You know, they start, FBC started in the late 40s, uh, and the earliest programming we did was via shortwave uh, into China. So we had broadcasters in Hong Kong 
who were putting together programs and sending them via shortwave in Manila into China. And in those days, of course, Wayne, there were no models of what is Christian broadcasting? What do you say on the radio? How do you preach God's word to people? And so uh, in those times, they decided that one of the best things they could do is just simply read the Bible on the radio. So we had a a, a program, and it was called The Voice of God. Hmm. And a man would sit down, and he'd read the gospel for 30 minutes on the radio every single day. And it was through his faith that, you know, God had told him, I'll tell you what to say. You just trust me, and he'll do it. So he was reading the Bible on the air for many, many years, and he had no idea if his program was doing any good, if people were listening, until one day a visitor came to the studios in Hong Kong and said, may I see this man who's reading the Bible on the air? And so they said, yes. Okay, so they introduced them. And the visitor uh, told him, I, I just want you to be encouraged and know that many people are listening to your broadcast. You have no way to know that, but I do. And I'm telling you, many people are listening. And they've asked me to come and deliver a message to you. And he said, yes, what's the message? He said, they would like you to please read a little bit slower. <laughs> So the man figured out the reason that they had asked that, and that's because these people have no Bibles. And so as he was reading, they were trying to write down what he said to put God's Word on paper. So he hired an assistant who sat right next to him in the studio, and he only read as fast as his assistant could write. (laughs) The man did this for 30 years on the radio. And over the course of 30 years, we found out through some research done by one of the Bible societies many, many years later, that there are as many handwritten copies of the Bible in China as there are printed Bibles that have been smuggled in decades and decades and decades. Amazing. So when we trust God that he puts his word in our mouth, I will tell you what to say. And these people demonstrate that faith. While it be not in front of a contrarian or a judge or a king, God gives you the words to say in order to accomplish what he wants done with his word. Yeah. I love that story. That That's just utterly amazing. It really is. God's word will not return void. He will give us what to say. All right. Do you have another passage you want to take us to? Well, I'm flipping right now because what you just said, uh, his word will not return void, uh, comes, that's one of my favorite verses, and it comes from the book of Isaiah. And since I'm not using my old familiar Bible here, Wayne, I'm struggling to open to the very <laughs> Putting page, you to the I'll test, aren't we? Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll get there. Hang on, <laughs> Don't, hang don't on. you hate breaking in a new Bible? <laughs> yeah, I I, mine is so much easier to work with. And and the verse that I'm going to read is marked in my Bible, so I know exactly what verses to go to. Uh, but now I'm one page away, and so let's see. We'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> so I finally found it, Wayne. Sorry. It's Isaiah 55, starting in verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So if we're thinking about trusting the Holy Spirit to give us what to say in difficult times, think about that example. His thoughts are so much better than ours 
that it's higher than we can imagine. Anything that we can say, his words, his thoughts are way better. So why wouldn't we trust him? And he goes on in that verse to say, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout, so will my word be which goes from my mouth, for it will not return to me empty. And here's my favorite line, but it will accomplish what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So not only does he give us the right words to use, um, basing it on the fact that his thoughts are so much more important than ours, that his words are obviously better, but his word will accomplish what he desires. And when we're speaking on behalf of God, how much better assurance could we have that his word will accomplish what he wants, not what we want, not what we want at all. It will accomplish what he wants it to accomplish. Hmm. So placing our trust and confidence that God will give us the words and his words are powerful and his words will succeed in doing what he and therefore we do. Wow. That's so powerful. (laughs) I wish I could remember more about it, but I, I seem to recall a hymn in my childhood, Channels Only. Do you remember anything about that? There's a, no. there's a hymn that has to do with us being channels of what God wants to communicate. So what a privilege, though. Must have been before my time. Wayne. I'm sure it was, yeah. It was an ancient <laughs> hymn. <laughs> well, Ed, Just thank kidding, you. of course. Ed, thanks for the conversation today. Um, let's, uh, let's apply it, though. What, what are we going to take away from this conversation? I, I think the message is really simple. God has given us the assurance that when we place our trust and faith in him, the words that come from our mouth will please him, will accomplish what he wants, and we shall never fear. Trust God, obey him, and everything will go just fine. Yeah. And I'm thinking of all those broadcasters around the world working with the Far East Broadcasting Company who are standing tall right now in Mm. sharing God's word and the message Mm. of Christ to their Mm. listeners. So. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I urge our listeners to go online to learn more about the Far East Broadcasting Company, including the latest news from uh, from Ukraine and the, what's going on there in the continuing crisis. So check that out at febc.org. Ed, thank you. Talk to you next time. Thanks, Wayne. Good to be with you. Our producer is Joe Carlson, and our producer is also Jonathan Mortiz. Thanks for listening to Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company. <laughs>